0: Welcome to the Retirement Clinic with your host, Jeff Kowal, from
1: the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialists.
0: And welcome to the Retirement Clinic, Jeff Kowal, of course, your host. He's president of the Kowal Investment Group, the Retirement Specialist. Jeff, good morning. morning, Paul. How are you? I'm good. I'm fantastic. And we welcome into the studio from the Kowal Investment Group, John White, who you hear Monday through Friday with those market updates. John, good morning to you.
2: Good morning. Happy Saturday.
0: Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the show, John and Jeff, we've got a lot to do, so we're going to dive right in to the program. First off, by opening up phone lines, if you've got any questions, we are on uh, WIBA in Madison, WISN Radio in Milwaukee, since 2001, the Retirement Clinic.
1: It's amazing. Hey? It's a lot if of shows. How much stuff do we have to talk about regarding retirement? And today, John's going to talk about HSAs, which we don't... I mean, it just the, the, things in retirement are changing so quickly, and we manage almost a billion dollars of assets for our clients so regarding investments for retirement planning. And your investments in your retirement plans, there it's changing constantly, and there's a lot to talk about. After eighteen years, there's still a lot to talk about.
0: There's so many acronyms in your industry, you know. Oh yeah, I think most people know what an H- HSA is, but we'll tell them, John. What does that stand for? It's a
2: health savings account. Is they're awesome very uh under misunderstood and Ooh. there's a lot of good benefits to them
0: do you think they're misused
2: by some people yes and uh we'll talk about that today how okay. how we can get better use out of them
0: yeah i've got one here and i love it uh, you know the company kicks in x amount of dollars and we can as well and i use that little debit card when i go whatever yeah. prescriptions and uh, it's a health savings account and in our case it carries over if you don't spend all of it john it does carry over to the next year.
2: And that's one of the confusions. A lot of people confuse HSAs with FSAs, which are flex spending accounts, where they do not roll over. And if you don't use it, you lose it. Whereas with HSAs, they do roll over.
0: Oh, no, I don't want to give all the stuff away, but that's good stuff. So we're going to dive into that conversation. Also, later in the program, as we do every week, the sexy segment that's about wealth management and preservation. We will hear from Aaron Kowal, for the boss minute, it's just a little uh, excerpt that we do every week. It's coming up after the first break, and that's for business owners. Tips and advice for business owners and their retirement plan. Uh, in between, your phone calls are welcome. So right now, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's open up these phones and get some questions for John White and Jeff Kowal. 799 799-1130. 414 is the Accident Mortgage Talk in Texas. You mentioned that
1: John does the business reports, and uh, so does Joe and, and Aaron Spitzner, Aaron Kowal, Christine Hayward, uh, Marie. Uh, Joe Still, uh, myself, every once in a while, too. Monday through Friday at three, 3 o'clock news block and 5 o'clock news block in WISN in Milwaukee. And at 4.55 in the Vicki McKenna show, uh, uh, just before the news at 4.55 in WIBA in Madison. Try to give you one minute on what's going on in the market that day. Uh, is it a government report? Is it uh an impeachment inquiry? Is it a China uh, trade talk, what's driving the market up or down that particular day? That, uh, if uh, if there's any corporate earnings report or something that's driving the market, then we wrap it up with the Dow, the S&P 500, tech-heavy NASDAQ, all in one minute, right in the middle of the Mark Belling late afternoon show at 3.05 our 3 o'clock news block, and then the 5 o'clock news block on Mark Belling's show, and then Vicky McKenna's show at 4.55. Again, one minute from the Coldwell Investment Group, the retirement specialist. Well, as
0: long as you brought it up, let's throw it out there. I know the market does react to, like the China trade. If something happens, if Trump tweets, you'll see the markets react to that. Did they react to the impeachment hearings at all? I found it to be a big, I hate this term, but I'm going to use it because everybody's using it, a big nothing burger.
1: Yeah, I, I as as you, I hate that term as well. I
0: can't stand <laughs> it. I don't know why I used it. Yeah. because everybody else is. I that's all I hear these days. It's a great big nothing burger. But it
1: was Jeff. Well, it's interesting. The first uh, week, last week uh, on on Friday, when the first round of impeachment hearings had ended, the market, the Dow was up two hundred twenty two points, if I remember correctly. And all this week, it was up too. So I think that the uh, uh, if it's having any impact on the markets, it's minimal impact um oh wait same thing john you think yeah i think it's a nothing burger Um,
2: (laughs) (laughs) i mean yeah i you know i think what matters is you know when a final decision is made that's when it matters yeah tell me when it's
0: over please you know exactly it's like watching sausage being made just tell me when the sausage is done and i'll have a piece and we'll and i'll tell you how it is i don't want to watch it being made And, boy, now we got a glimpse. The public sees what Washington is like, Uh, these hearings. As if they
1: didn't know. But the the only good thing is that they can't do anything to us while they're in those hearings. Although USMCA should be approved. Some other things should be done. But they're not paying attention to that. That's a totally different issue.
0: Doesn't it seem like when I hear John White's report, I produce Mark Belling's show, so I'm there and I put you guys on, on the air every day twice. It seems like every day we're setting new records. It seems like Wall Street loves the Trump administration. And whatever uh, supposed thing that's going on, the latest whatever-nothing burger,
1: uh, it doesn't <laughs> affect the market. Stop already. <laughs> that's the last time I'll use it.
2: Yeah, no. this, this week when I did the market report, the most memorable number for me is the S&P 500 is year-to-date up 25%. I mean, that's... That's huge. Year to
0: date, twenty yeah. five percent. Yeah, Jeff. Do you? Re- I mean, that's got to be one of the best years. It history. is one of the
1: best records. Our best, best years. Um, uh, and a lot of times, people are thinking, "Well, how much higher can it get?" Um, it all depends. Uh, there's no. You know, we were in Australia earlier this year, and they're talking about – in the U.S. they're talking about a recession. It's got to be coming because you know, it's been so long. Australia went 28 years without a recession. We don't have to have one. Uh, if we continue to have low taxes, full employment, which we have, wages are going up, low interest rates, uh, low oil prices, those are all things that would call for uh, the market continuing to go up.
0: Deregulation is just I- – I mean, I know that was an emphasis in in Trump's campaign, but it's it's worked.
1: Oh, it's, it's a, remarkable. Yes,
0: it's. Uh, I mean, it really has worked.
1: Taking a foot off the the or what do you call it? A boot off the neck of the yeah. American businesses. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, because they're just going to leave and go to China,
1: you right. know. So, and that's what was happening. And they had. And now he's brought some of those back home. Let's start talking about the HSAs. Uh, you gave up the phone numbers. We're good with that. Go ahead, John. Why don't you talk about?
2: Yeah, sure. So HSA is first of all, how do you become eligible for an HSA? So you have to have a high deductible health plan with your employer. Um, if you're an individual worker, um, we need that um, deductible to be one thousand three hundred fifty. For a family, is twenty seven hundred. And the IRS says if you're an individual, you can contribute three and a half thousand dollars to your HSA in two thousand nineteen. If you're older than fifty, another thousand. So that's four and a half thousand for a family. You can put in $7,000 if you're older than 50 and other thousands. So that's $8,000. So um, the main benefits are that you can grow that money tax-free. So it's going in pre-tax. Um, when it does grow, there should be investment options in most HSA plans. And that money can grow tax-deferred. And when you do use it for qualified medical expense, there are no taxes doing that money. So it's triple tax-exempt. Um, That's
1: pretty key because we talk about some of the things that we do with retirement planning when you talk about Roth IRAs being one of the most powerful things because it's tax-free. What John is talking about is that if you're not paying attention to this, you should at least take a look at it. And I know we haven't emphasized it as much here. Um, but it is, if again, if putting away $8,000 a year and then using it, and John will talk about a number of different uses for it, uh, uh, but I think it's actually a, a pretty powerful tool. So it comes out if of you, my
0: paycheck. It's deducted out of my check. It's not taxed. Those dollars aren't taxed. It's put right into an account called a health savings account. I get a little debit card, right? Somebody might ask, "Well, why would I do this? Why don't I just pay for it when I when I get to the pharmacy?" Pay for it. And what, what are the benefits? I mean, besides the tax benefits, uh, I think I mentioned one of them earlier. It does carry over to the next year. So this count this account now is it can build it can grow.
2: Right, absolutely. So you can use it for qualified medical expenses. But here's something a strategy perhaps cuz what we're trying to do is tell people save this money for retirement. Don't use it now for medical expenses in the HSA. In the HSA exactly. So use your after-tax dollars for these small bills and let the account grow. Because here's one of the great things that most people don't know about. Let's say you have a surgery. It costs $10,000, and you use your bank account to pay for it rather than the HSA, which is growing in investments. So it's getting a higher rate of return than the bank. Let's say 20 years pass, and you have a $10,000 expense come up. So long as you've kept the receipt for that surgery, you can go back and reimburse yourself $10,000 out of the HSA account, no questions asked. That's huge. Um, so you can let the money grow, let, you, let your bank account take care of it. Even all those years later. Exactly. As long as you've kept the receipt, don't lose <laughs> that receipt. Well, if I'm having
0: a surgery, I'm keeping everything. <laughs> Usually we have a file and we keep all that paperwork, right? Right. You've got to keep those receipts um, because you can go back and reimburse yourself. Um, so huge. So anybody can use this. I can, I'm can. i employed right now. IHeartMedia is my employer. I've got an HSA account through them. But let's say, for example, I'm retired. I can also have an HSA.
2: Correct. And the average retiree will face $250,000 of medical expenses in their entire retirement period on average. So it can be used in retirement. And, of course, if you've let it grow over all this time, what you've put in in the previous years will should be a lot more so long as you're investing it correctly. What was that amount? Two hundred fifty. A two hundred fifty thousand.
0: Uh, that's an average. Um, mm-hmm. So average is just that. So some people are spending it. Could be a million or more. Correct. On on medical bills, we're just it could be surgery, could be anything. Right. Prescriptions, of course.
2: Another benefit: we can use the the uh, HSA for COBRA premiums. So that's huge as well. So if you retire early, you can you know COBRA covers you for eighteen
0: months. You can use your HSA to pay for those premiums. That's huge. Now, a lot of people may be misusing them. We've got a break in a couple of minutes, and then we'll come back. And if people have questions on the HSAs, I'd love to address those. And now is the best time to call in, John. White is here, Jeff Kowal, on the Retirement Clinic. Uh, what are some other benefits that people may not – in other words, if I'm being offered this, John, much like a 401K plan, do you think I should take advantage of it? You Absolutely. No questions asked. Because I know people that don't. I've oh, yeah. Yeah. got, to take a, I got they, a strategy for you. <laughs> well, yeah, that, and why wouldn't you? I guess is my question. And maybe it's just that they're so new we're not used to them. We don't really understand what an HSA is.
2: They've only been around since the early 2000s, but they're being used more and more as people understand the benefits of them.
0: Okay, so, uh, you know, I see some calls lining up after the break. Jeff will get to those here on the retirement clinic. The number to call in is the Accident Mortgage Talk and Text line at 414 799 1130. We jumped right into the program. We forgot to mention how to find out more about the Cowal Investment Group. It starts Jeff on your website, thecoalway.com But you take it one step further. You're on social media platforms.
1: Okay, thank thank you so much for mentioning because you know that I would have forgotten. Yeah, we're on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Do you know the handles, Jeff? I I don't.
2: Uh, yeah, f- I mean Facebook, that's obvious. LinkedIn, that's obvious. Um, I think it's backslash Cowal Investment Group on um, Twitter.
1: So you find it out. <laughs>
0: <laughs> He's looking it up right now.
2: Uh, usually, yeah. Aaron covers
1: that for us. Uh, right. It's
0: and it's all on your website, thekowalway.com. dot That's a
1: that's a great way to access us as well. And, and we've got a lot of activity on that. So go to the website, the Way dot com. You can also request an appointment there. Uh, just click the the contact us gets then get started with us. Uh, Heather will get back to you uh, and line up an appointment with you with one of our great advisors like John, like. Uh, others in our office, uh, but thekowalway.com or else 262-522-4040, 262-522-4040. Even works in Middleton and and Illinois.
0: Uh, international number. Did you find the uh, Twitter? Uh, I got the Twitter. We're at, at kowal underscore invest. At COWAL underscore invest. Check out the Twitter feed. You weren't even close. I wouldn't have well, even no. known.
2: Well, <laughs> it, maybe Alyssa changed it. And <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you, can,
0: you can search that stuff, too. If you're on Facebook, you just type in coal right. Investment Group, and there's your page. Uh, so check it all out on social media or Jeff's website. In addition, offices, the world headquarters in Waukesha, up in Ozaukee County in Port Washington. There is that Madison-Middleton office we talk about. Phoenix, Arizona. And, of course, the newest location in Racine. You may have seen the big sign off the freeway. You can't miss it. Right at Highway 20, Mount Pleasant, I guess, is the exact location.
1: Great location.
0: Now, we are getting a lot of HSA questions. That's perfect. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and hit the phones here on WISN and WIBA. The Retirement Clinic will
3: be right back. Welcome back to The Retirement Clinic on WISN. I'm Aaron Kowal with The Boss Minute, business owners' savings and security. It's about owning your retirement, not just your business. Many baby boomers are getting ready to hang it up and sell their business. It's a realization that a lot of owners are coming to. As the herd of the recession has faded and as the economy grows stronger, many baby boomers who have spent decades building their businesses are moving on to the next stage of life, retirement. Businesses are sold for many reasons, and the country's improving economy is a huge factor in the upswing in the rate and price of business sales. There are also other factors, which have been talked about in previous segments, that have contributed to increased sales of businesses. Increased available capital and lower interest rates also make it a very favorable market for the business seller. Right now, there is a significant number of sales from owners in their 60s and 70s looking to turn their enterprises onto the next generation. Many business owners do rely on the sale of that business to fund retirement. That can be both a positive and a negative. Many owners do pass up a sale of their business when it will maximize the sale for them because they just don't want to retire or give up control. There's also a lot of pent-up demand in the sale of businesses. Many business owners who were going to sell their business in 2008, 2009, or 10 decided not to do so because of the recession and lack of available funding for those purchases. Now the businesses look great and they're looking to get out. Owners who are looking to get out really do need to start planning well in advance, well over a year out from the planned exit. As I said, the time to sell business may be now. The pool of potential buyers are at an all-time high, and with more and more baby boomers turning sixty-five every day, it may soon become a buyer's market when the supply of businesses for sales exceeds demand for the businesses. We help people through the transition and sale of business. So if you'd like to take us have us take a look and see what's going on in your situation, work with someone who specializes in working with business owners through this tough time.
0: Today's Boss Minute, that was Aaron Kowal from the Kowal Investment Group, and welcome back to the Retirement Clinic. John White joins your host, Jeff Kowal. I'm Paul Cronforce, and John brought up HSAs, and we've been focusing on the benefits of a health savings account. Let's go to the phones. If you've got questions on an HSA, later, Roth IRA conversions, Jeff is going to give us some info on and any retirement question any question about your retirement use the Acenet Mortgage Talk and Text number at 7991130 in Magnanago uh, Lori is our next caller Lori good morning
4: good morning Thank Lori, for Lori. My call.
1: thanks for hanging on too
5: sure so my question is if you are a married couple filing jointly are you each able to have an HSA through your employer if it is offered or can you just have one like per family or household?
2: Well, that's a good one. Um, I remember running into this question before. I believe it's only one HSA that you're allowed to have because it's a family. Um, okay. So, yeah, one.
5: Even if you would each have your separate insurance, like if my husband took his insurance through his employer and I took mine through mine, you still would only be able to have one HSA.
2: Yeah, I mean, from – and, you know, I always like to kind of fact-check everything, um, going with – actually, you know, I guess I'm –
1: A lot of times the the, uh, limit is – they want to have a certain family limit as to how much the government is going to give you as a tax break. So a lot of it is driven by that. So even though you may have the availability for two of them, uh, you may only be able to do one because of a cap on how much the government will allow a family to have – you know, it's their money, not yours. So really, Lori. Consider okay. that. <laughs> Let, we'll, we'll we'll take a look at that and see if that's uh, in, indeed the case. But right now we're going to stick with uh, the only one.
4: Okay. Well, thank you. I appreciate the information.
0: Okay. Thanks a lot. Lori, we Bye-bye. appreciate the call. Um, we've, we're getting more calls. But here's a text that just came in, and it ties right into this. Jeff, I'm going to throw it out there. It's from unnamed at 414. That's how we're identifying our texters, by their area code. Here it is. Unfortunately, my company is stopping our HSA. Can I roll that into an HSA through a bank or a broker? Thing? Yes,
2: you can. Um, yeah, absolutely. Just make sure that they offer investments. There are some HSAs out there that only offer cash um, in terms of you just holding cash. And that's it. You want a, a company or brokerage firm that allows you to invest the money so it can grow.
0: So her, com- In this case, the, the texter says the company's stopping the HSA. If I leave a company, can I do the same thing? I had an HSA with the company, I leave. Can I roll that over? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah,
1: you can't roll into an IRA, but you can roll into an HSA.
0: All right, we go press the button and we go back to the calls. Karen is calling from East Troy. Welcome to the Retirement Clinic on WISN and WIBA. Good morning.
5: Good morning. I believe I have the same question. Um, It was enrollment time at work and I was reading about the HSA account and how much um, me and my husband were able to contribute. And it stated something about that um, each of us had to have our separate HSAs. And I thought, what? I thought it was jointly. Um, Can you tell me if I'm incorrect on that? Because we have one account and I'm Contributing about six thousand a year to it, trying to beef it up before we re- we retire, and I'm wondering if I'm getting myself into trouble with the IRS.
2: So this kind of backs into Lori's question uh, earlier in terms of can we have two HSAs? Technically, the answer is you can have two HSAs, but the IRS says you can only put seven thousand, and if you're younger than fifty, eight thousand. If you're older than fifty, but you could say. My husband gets 4000 I get 4000 So long as you don't go over the, the limit that the IRS sets, you're good. So, Laurie, you can have two HSAs from earlier. Karen, you can both have HSAs, just don't go over the contribution limit or the IRS will – you'll be in trouble with them.
5: <laughs> yes. Okay. And I uh, – my HSA right now is governed through my employer, okay? And my hu- – we once upon a time had an HSA through my husband's employer – And we created an HSA account through our um, credit union. So that money that's sitting in that HSA can be rolled over into my other one.
2: You'd want to check with your employer, but typically, basically, you're going to lump it all together one day. Just make sure the one with the credit union is actually invested in something. It's not just sitting in cash. That'd be the big one that I see a big mistake on is people are just not getting any growth in that money.
1: Yeah, and a lot right. of times it's the government. It's the company plan. The plan document is going to dictate whether you can or cannot do something.
5: Yeah, and that's something new that I learned. I I never knew we could invest that money, and now I'm finding out through my new employer that, oh, yes, you can.
1: Yeah, good. Uh, good. It looks, sounds so, like you're staying on top of those yeah, the, uh, yeah. benefits, so that's a great thing.
0: We're getting a lot of questions on the HSAs. And you know what that tells me, John White? You were right at the top of the hour when you said – it's not confusion, it's just misunderstanding and possibly misusing your HSA. Right. So. Yeah.
2: I mean, one of the strategies that, that, you know, and let me just caveat this this is not a decision you make in a vacuum. You want to understand someone's total financial picture before I give this advice. But a strategy I like is number one, get the max from your employer's 401k. That's just a slam dunk, no, no brain power involved with that one. Number two, though, is then go and max out your HSA to the limit. And then go back if you have extra dollars and top off your 401k plan. So that way you're getting the most, the best strategy going forward for health savings, for getting the employer match, for you know, filling up those
0: buckets. Taking advantage of what your employer is offering you. Exactly. Your, the 401k thing, John. This goes back to the very beginning of your show, Jeff. Back in 2001, there are still people that don't take advantage of the of the 401k at their job. Maybe they say, I can't afford it. I need all that money, but at least go to the match. Wouldn't you agree?
1: Absolutely. And then what John's saying with his strategy, which I think is, is terrific is that you do the 401k, you go to the HSA, and go back to the 401k. And the way that you could even enhance that is to put the additional contribution into the Roth IRA. You don't get a tax deduction for it, but that portion of it grows tax-free the rest of your life. And then once you retire, you can roll that into a, a Roth IRA. So that's just a great combination, maximizing the taxes and maximizing the benefits for you and your family.
0: In fact, Jeff, one of the things you wanted to talk about today was Roth IRA conversions. So maybe we jump right – that's a perfect that segue. Great.
1: John, anything else on the HSAs that you want to cover? Any misuse or anything? Uh,
2: let me just let me just add this one final thing. So I've talked about all the benefits. Let's talk about some downsides. Um, if you take out money before 65 for a non-medical expense, you're going to pay taxes on the withdrawal plus a 20% penalty – so make sure it's, you know, <laughs> for medical stuff. Um, it, it, it's meant for medical stuff, ab- though, John, right? Right. Yeah. And the other big thing is, let's say um, you pass away, it goes to your spouse, they can still treat it as an HSA. Once the spouse passes away, it is no longer HSA eligible and all of the money will be taxable to your estate. So just be aware of that.
1: A lot of people are looking at retiring this year just because the value of their accounts have gone up, their IRAs or 401ks have gone up dramatically. Uh, They're likely to be tempted to retire either at the end of this year or in 2020. so, of course, the Coal Investment Group works with people who are close to already in retirement uh, with $750,000 or more in retirement assets. But I guess the, th- the point here is that don't give up on 2019 yet. Uh, there's Roth IRA conversions and how much is too much. Many factors to consider in Roth conversions, including, including – Medicare surcharges, and beneficiaries' future tax brackets. I think that that is less of a concern, but certainly Medicare surcharges. So let's talk about this. Where did I get this article from? Uh, I'll get back to it.
0: You know, wait. I, as long as you're doing that, I want to just mention something. A texter, Paul from Bayview, is saying, thank you for the perfect timing on the HSA topic. It's open enrollment right now for me at work. Thanks for your info. I'm going to up my contribution.
1: That's great. Yeah, thanks for the the text. Thanks for the uh, feedback. I too appreciate that. Joe Elliser wrote this. uh, How much should we convert to a Roth IRA? The tax overhaul passed in 2017 significantly lowered marginal income tax rates for most people. Many advisors are now evaluating Roth conversions for their clients. However, while it seems like a deliberation as whether or not to convert the entirety of the IRA balance to a Roth, uh, the right suggestion would be how much should you convert? How much is too much? And considerations in a single year is most common is to consider Roth conversions when somebody is on the edge of a tax bracket. For example, uh, somebody is in the middle of a 12% tax bracket may want to consider converting enough uh, of an IRA to a Roth IRA to fill up the 12% bracket, but avoid any withdrawals being taxed at 22%. Let's back up a little bit. A t- traditional IRA, you put, or 401k, you put money in, uh, you, you, in an IRA, you get a tax deduction for it and gross tax deferred. Sometime in the future, you're going to have to pay that, ta- those taxes back up to now. uh, uh a roth ira says you pay the taxes up front so you pay it when the president trump's corporate tax cuts are made permanent the individual tax cuts are set to expire in Uh, January of 2025. So is there an opportunity for you to do Roth conversions now at a lower tax bracket? And what they're talking about in here is that now, you know, if you convert, if you pay to say, I know the the IRA gives me tax deferred growth, I'm willingly paying the taxes up front now. But if you can pay it at 12% and it's likely to go up in 2025 to whatever the rate might be, does it make sense to do it now? I think it makes sense um, uh, for you to at least consider it. And- you know, in some cases, it even makes sense. It's, the article says avoid any withdrawals being taxed at 22%. That's still kind of a pretty cheap rate. So I might, if it bleeds over a little bit at the 22%, I wouldn't be too upset about it. And those that are in a 22% or 24% tax bracket, um, converting at the top of the 24% tax bracket, even that might make sense because the next bracket is a full 8% higher at 32%. It's
0: really See, too bad it's expiring in 2025, isn't it?
1: Yeah, now it all depends on who wins, but you know, they 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 got the uh, the corporate tax rates, those were made permanent, but this was done in budget reconciliation as I, as I remember it, and they could only make it so that it was good till 2025. Well, Maybe
0: they redo things then, depending on who's it in office. It depends who's in office yeah. and who's
1: in Congress, and if, if they could squeeze through more tax cuts. I know uh, President Trump is talking about another middle class tax cut if he gets in. That's Jeff, always good. Giving isn't it, you more money in your pocket right, is always isn't it, good.
0: Going back to Reagan, isn't it apparent to most Americans that when you cut taxes, uh, both for corporate and individuals, Jeff, we have more money in our pocket. It's just common sense. It's
1: inherent to most Americans, but not to a small group of people. And they happen to reside in Congress. That want to raise says, taxes. Yeah, yeah, that says that our power is driven from, d- derived from taking your money and spending it on things that you either want or don't want, whatever it is, we're going to make that decision. And so, yeah, for for a lot of us, we like the idea of putting more money in in Americans' pockets and that they'll make a good decision with that money to spend it or save it or whatever. Give me that choice.
0: I picked on something, Jeff. Uh, Right when you started the conversations on the Roth IRA conversions, you said there might be people that right now are up 20-plus percent for this year. Their 401K is kicking butt. They did really good, right? Yeah. So, do they base their retirement? Let's say they're you know right on the edge. They were thinking of retiring because they're doing so good in that account. Let's retire sooner than later it's and wh- and convert that four hundred one k plan.
1: I, they're, they're, that's a great question, Paul, because there are two parts to it. Either if you were going to retire at regular, normal retirement age, this just gives you confidence, gives you confidence that your money is going to last the rest of your life. You're not going to see
0: that balance go down. Yeah. yeah right?
1: that, that, again, we do the calculations to try and assure that that's going to be the case. That's part of it, the cash flow analysis. So if you have a large amount in your retirement plan and you just want to make sure that if you take into account inflation, long-term care costs, taxes, everything else, you have enough – don't just eyeball it. Put it down on paper and make sure you do have enough. Um, and the second part of it, what it to response to your actually really insightful question, Paul. Oh, thank you. <laughs> is that if you were thinking of retiring at 65 or 66, you're thinking, and, and in line with what John was talking about earlier, could I pull the pin at 63 and a half? Right. Exercise COBRA. You had a good observation with their HSAs and COBRA.
2: That's right. So HSAs, you can use that money to pay for COBRA premiums. Um, it's the only one, the only premium you can pay for with an HSA is COBRA.
0: And, and for those that know, don't know, COBRA would be your health insurance that you get until you're eligible at age 65 for Medicare.
1: Right. So when you leave your employer, they have to guarantee you health insurance for 18 months that you can continue on that plan. You have to pay the, the premium, whatever the premium is, but you continue on that plan for 18 months. See, I didn't know that. That's law, Jeff? Yeah. So it's the OBRA. It's an acronym for something. So you got a, continue year, you got a year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. So a lot of times, if you're thinking of 65, now the value of your accounts are going up. You think, "Eh, maybe I could pull the pin at 63 and a half. I I can have COBRA. And now what John is saying is that you can use your HSA even to pay those COBRA premiums. Those things combined could be pretty powerful for you to say, yeah, maybe I can walk away a little bit early. 57, 59, we 62. Always,
0: we always hear Americans are working longer because we are living longer, and some people just choose to. They like to be, you know, mix it up with friends and have a social life, and going to work is part of that. But maybe. With things going so well, we're going to see people retiring. I think earlier. that that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, think that people uh, are friends already, of mine are in their fifties, Jeff, and some are retired.
1: There are some people that really love their job and want to continue working longer. Uh, they're a good benefit to the company. They've got an expertise that the company still needs. Great, continue working. But there are some people that either maybe they like their work, but still want to leave early, and they enjoy their family, or want to spend more time, or they have a, a loved one that needs help. That. Boy, if they could pull the pin early, that would be great. This is a time to at least revisit that and say, "How am I doing? Does it make sense that I could?" Yeah,
0: I had a neighbor pull. I was walking my dog yesterday. Neighbor pulls (laughs) up. We're friends, but we don't talk much, you know, because he owns a company, and he was going deer hunting with his son out way out near Wasa. I said, "Have fun!" It's you know, um, it's good that you can get a week off of work. He goes, "You didn't hear? I sold my company." Hey, he's he's my age, Jeff. He's in his low to mid fifties. So he's got all the time in the world, and he's doing things that he said he wanted That's to do. That's fantastic. Yeah,
1: Two things I have to address. Uh, very important. One is that Spitzner got his first deer ever. He just texted me and said, Aaron, A- Aaron, Spitzner? Aaron Spitzner went hunting this Today? Morning. Yeah, his property. <laughs> Good For spits, he say he's been hunting for a few years, and this is his first time he actually got one. That's so awesome. That, yeah, it's pretty good. So and all it, your
0: hunters out there, be safe. Know what you. you know, I'll say, yeah. shoot at sound. You know, at, at when the sun comes up, you hear shots immediately. Don't do that. <laughs> you know, no. know what you're shooting at. Oh, In other yeah. Words. I've hunted for years. Good for spits.
1: Yeah. The other thing is regard to no, a more serious note regarding Roth conversions. You have to be careful. There's a wrinkle when considering conversions, especially for higher income individuals. Uh, who are on Medicare? Um, you know, if if you're over sixty, it's worth considering conversions to the point uh, that you would pay additional uh, Medicare premiums, and you wouldn't be subject to the surcharges. So you have to be aware that if you are uh, making doing conversions, especially if you have a relatively high income, you gotta be aware that there could be a surcharge for Medicare, and you may be up to the amount of for the conversion, so that you're not going to be paying those extra premiums for the Medicare. So let's see, I think that's about it.
0: Let's but, sneak in a quick commercial break because sounds great. Uh, time is of the essence and time is moving fast on this show. We have to get to the sexy segment. That's coming up next. Wealth management and preservation. A lot of HSA talk today. Uh, we talked about the Roth IRA and conversion plans. Maybe you're getting your retirement. Maybe things you looked at your account and you're going, wow, I had a pretty good year. Maybe we changed that retirement date and you've got a question about how that all works out. This is the retirement clinic and your chance to talk to Jeff Kowal and John White from the Kowal Investment Group. Use the Mortgage Talk and Text Line. We'll be be right back. The number to call 414 I'm Not sure if that song is appropriate for the retirement clinic or not. Knocking on heaven's door. A, and maybe it is. Good. Perfect. It's perfect. That is good stuff. Uh, Spencer, thank you so much. Uh, Instead of the sexy segment right now, we're going to sneak in a real quick question because the thrust of the retirement clinic has been HSA questions, and we don't have much time, but we will get to West Bend. Patty's been hanging on. Thank you for calling, Patty.
4: Good morning. Um, Thank you for having this show. I'm covered by a high-deductible health plan with an HSA through the Fed, and I just looked at the renewals and not only is my rate going up and I'm going to need to switch from a single one to single family because it's cheaper for single family, but I looked and they're raising, they're literally doubling the potential out-of-pocket maximum. And I'm wondering if at some point I feel like I need to take a look at whether or not it's worth that risk.
1: Yeah, you have some risk in there as to whether you're going to be needing the coverage or not because you know, then when you when you expose yourself to the deductible and you have to pay that out of pocket, yeah. Uh, John, you have a comment on that with a com- combination with the HSA, or is that the purpose of having it?
2: Yeah, I mean, so the IRS limits for 2020. Basically, if you're a single person, they're going to the out of pocket cannot exceed six thousand nine hundred. For a family, it's thirteen thousand eight hundred. You know, if you've got a good HSA balance, um, you know, obviously higher than the deductible. It could make sense to, you know, keep going with that. you got to consider health and everything. You know, it's not a decision you make in a vacuum. you got to look at all, all angles.
4: Right. I guess the older I get, the more I'm worrying about it. And now that they've gone that high, I've got about six or $7,000 in my HSA because I've had it for about four years.
1: So you have enough to cover. If you do have some things, you might have enough to cover. And that's really the purpose of it, uh, to maybe use that, you'd like to have it accumulate, but maybe it's time to use it towards the. Uh, you continue with the high deductible plan again. What John is saying is that maybe you need to to think about all the aspects of it and. And uh, maybe use some of the HSA and keep the high deductible plan.
0: Patty, I hope that helps. Thank you so much for the phone call. We're running out of time on the program. I will give out Jeff's office number to contact somebody at the COWAL Investment Group off the air if you want to talk more. But right now, Jeff, we are getting near the end of the hour, so it's time for your sexy segment. Okay,
1: this show is for everybody. This particular segment is for those with a million dollars or more. Um, and there's there's the the first line of this article is the only thing that I agree with. Nothing else. Um, and, and so it's the uh, this is a Kiplinger's retirement personal finance book.
0: Well, now I want to hear this first line.
1: Well, this is, it, says, it says have the fun, family money talk. And the first line says how to get-togethers can be good times to lay the groundwork for future family money conversations. Period. You don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about money. I don't want to talk about politics. I don't want to get in a fight over our holidays, although most of my family, I think, are, have the same political leadings.
0: <laughs> you, you, you bring up a really good point. Thanksgiving, Thursday. Yeah. How many people are going to bring up the impeachment or Trump or anything? Yeah. In this case, the family money in your view, Not the right time.
1: Right. But talking it's not a bad idea to say, you know, we're thinking about redoing our stuff. Uh, let's talk about it after the holidays. But thinking, uh, but talking to your family about how you plan to divvy up property and other assets can head off school, uh, sibling squabbles and uncertainty. I agree with that, but not at the holidays. You might, for example, explain that you plan to divide assets unequally. Now, isn't that a good dinner conversation? <laughs> unequally among the children, because one has a lower earning potential due to a health condition, say, or one has made a financial sacrifice to help you in retirement. As you review your decisions, make sure your will and beneficiaries listed on financial accounts are up to date. I'm just going through that right now, updating ours. Uh, You should also broach the subject of what you'll likely expect from your family as you get older. Uh, Know that if you have a long-term care insurance policy, let them know that. And if you will be relying on other resources or family assistance to cover costs as well. Again, these are all great things to discuss. Do you want to discuss them over the... Over turkey, I'm not sure if you're having. I don't.
0: I want to watch football. I (laughs) want to eat turkey, and I want to have fun.
1: Yeah, not that these things aren't fun. Because you're talking about getting money, that's not a bad idea. But that means somebody has to die for you to be able to get. So that might put a little damper on it.
0: Can we can we at least wait till Christmas to have this conversation? (laughs) Yeah, that'll brighten up the holidays.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But if you're if you're having this discussion with your adult children, ask about their plans as well. I think that's a great point. First of all, let them know that you're you're thinking about making changes it might be unequal again not at not at this table but sometime right. after just the shoot holidays. him a
0: text that's what i would do <laughs> that's such a good idea. No, no we just learned jeff was at a conference and he learned the average time for americans to return a text is 13 seconds
1: that's right within that,
0: 13 you're that's respond. right and that's and the amazing speaker,
1: the speaker is speaking and i got a text from the hotel saying how's your stay boom i went right to my phone and responded immediately so that's absolutely true anyway if you're having this discussion with your adult children ask about their plans as well pertinent questions include whether they've drafted a will and made updates since they had children and whether they have enough life insurance and long-term care long-term disability insurance again the first line is the only one that i pretty much agreed all the other stuff i agree with Great thing to to talk about if there, you, know, you want to head off any potential fights, any potential disagreements or misunderstandings. And it
0: does happen.
1: Yeah, it's wonderful to have this discussion. But the only thing you should talk about the holidays is say – You know, lay the groundwork for it and say, I'm thinking about doing this. Let's talk about it after the holidays. Right,
0: but now turn on the football game and and grab me some turkey. and
1: pass the gravy. That's That's about it.
0: Pass the gravy is a great way to cap that segment off. That was a good one, Jeff. Sexy segment is about wealth management and preservation. Those family conversations can be awkward and uncomfortable. Every family dynamic is different, but they must be addressed. You have to have them.
1: Absolutely. And, again, not a bad idea to say we're going to talk about Before until after the holidays. How
0: do you reach out to the COW Investment Group? We're going to tell you more about that when we come back with John White and your host Jeff Cowal, president of the COWAL Investment Group, the retirement specialist on WISN and WIBA. We are wrapping up the Retirement Clinic today. Thank you to John White for being here. A lot of good info on HSAs. Thanks, John.
1: Oh, my pleasure. And Yeah, pretty good uh, insight on bringing that uh, to the forefront, John. I appreciate that. We learned
0: a lot about the benefits of HSA accounts. To reach out to the Cowell Investment Group, What's the best way, Jeff?
1: Best way is the Kowal way, K-O-W-A-L, com. On there, you can uh, see all the different updates that we've had on the website. You can click uh, contact us and Heather will get to you. If you have $750,000 or more or close to already in retirement, so that means if you have a million, two million, three million dollars or more or close to already in retirement, are serious about your planning and want to make sure that you're on track, give us a call at 262 4040 that works at Madison Middleton or at the Coalway.com.
0: The Coalway.com. Also on Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter. Thanks for tuning
4: in to the retirement clinic WISN and WIBA.